0: The Professionals of Professionalism proudly present Lewis Howard Lodge, your crisp communicator with principal insights for pop culture with a tech edge, And now a man who needs no introduction, Lewis. Hey, this is Lewis Howard and you are joining another edition of Lewis Howard live broadcasting around the world right here from home of the Space Needle, Seattle. And we hope you get some of the day that helps you become the best version of yourself. I'm serious. I say that every show, but I mean it every show. Uh, I spent my life learning one thing. And one thing over and over again, and I've had some great mentors and some great teachers, billionaires, millionaires, janitors, moms, dads, owners, teachers, entrepreneurs. I have been a great student of life. And so what you're getting out of me is not just me, but 20 years of study, 20 years of learning, 20 years of mastery, which is what we're going to talk about today. How do you become a master? Right. You know, in golf, they have the masters. That's a tournament that says you're the best of the best to participate in the Masters. We all tune in to watch from Augusta, Georgia, those big, pretty trees and watch the master golfers gather together to pull out the sticks and see who goes home with the multi-million-dollar prize. We know one of our favorites over the years has been Tiger Woods. One of the greatest, the goats of all time, is none other than Jack Nicholson. He is the master. Nobody beats his record yet. He owns the golf course. Tiger's coming up quickly on him, but Jack Nichols is still the goat in the golf ramp. Now you can argue Arnold Palmer and a few of the others, but really those two seem to be at a race. be like the NBA who's the master right who's the greatest and we all argue about that. and uh, But by the numbers, you'd have to say it's Michael Jordan. When you look at the number of championships, MVPs, and all the other numbers, it's got to be LeBron's coming up. In fact, shout out to LeBron, just won number four with the Los Angeles Lakers. He's coming up to master But how do you master something? Can I master something in my life? Can you master something in your life? How do you do that? How do you become the best of the best that people pay the most to, to have you come do whatever you need to do? If I am charged with a crime, a criminal crime, we used to say when he was still alive, get Johnny Cochran because he was the best. Johnny could get you off. He was the best. He was the master in the courtroom. So you want the best when you need it and you want to be the best when you are needed. But how do you do that? To master something is to have absolute command or dominance over a situation or a subject. Dominance There's nobody better at it than the person who is the master. What are you the master of? Some people are the master of watching TV, binge watching, especially during the COVID and the pandemic. They're masters because they have put in hours and hours and hours of time watching programs over and over again. Some people have become master eaters during this time because they're eating a lot. They're cooking a lot. They're mastering the kitchen. But what do you really want to master? What goal do you want to master? What part of your life? Do you want to master another definition is control or superiority over someone or something when you are master you intimidate anybody that comes on the court with you anybody that gets in the room with you because of your mastery you'll intimidate them Mike Tyson. In his heyday, was the master of the ring. You got in the ring, and I don't care how big these dudes were, there had to be an intimidation factor because Mike Tyson was 32 and 0, okay. And were you gonna try to be the one that make him 32 and one? Probably not. And not only that, was he 32 and 0? He got he didn't even go full rounds. He went two or three rounds to get those 32. So he was the master of that ring. That was only changed when Buster Douglas got a hold of him, and he was that one. But other than that, 32 people went down in 10 rounds or less against the master. He had absolute dominance and superiority over the ring. Over the last several years, we've been inundated with this thing called master, master classes, master sessions, mastery and master instructors. My real estate partner, Carol Williams, has a whole coaching program centered around mastery and being a rainmaker. Oprah has the master class featured on her television network. But the question still is, can the average person, can somebody ordinary working at McDonald's become a master? Can they have that title or is it just for a few lucky few or a few celebrities or if you got enough money, enough resources, then you can become a master? Maybe, maybe not. think we're going to try to answer that question today. What does it take to become the greatest of all time, to become a Tiger Woods, a Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Tom Brady? See, I was so excited to get to Tom Brady. I almost said his name before I could finish Larry Bird, right? Wayne Gretzky. Remember Wayne Gretzky? One of the greatest skate puck guys, man, in hockey. Great guy, right? He says, I don't skate where the puck is going I skate in the direction that I think the puck is going to be man that's greatness you can't improve on that how does he get to be that Venice Williams that woman can hit a ball tennis ball she's got to be one of the greatest females that when they step on that court they're intimidating. of course LeBron we just mentioned who got his fourth NBA title how do these these individuals become dominant right Because either you're dominant in your field or you are subordinate in your field. You are either the apprentice or you are the journeyman. Which one are you? So to know what mastery is, you got to realize where are you at in your career? Where are you at in your relationship? Where are you at in your skills, your talents, your ability? Are you at the top of your game? Are you just starting? If you're in the hip-hop world and you're a rapper, are you at the Snoop Dogg level? Right? Or are you at the Kodak level? Where are you at? You have to decide where I'm at on the scale of things. When I started in real estate, I wasn't the master. I was a newbie. I couldn't figure out, we didn't even grow up owning property, and here I'm trying to sell real estate. But my first year, I sold 52 houses in six months. I still wasn't a master. Damn good, golden boy, but I still wasn't the master. I still didn't have enough time into that. But so many years later, I'm a master. Look, you don't want it real estate. I'm going to be the best guy in the room because I know so much about it. I can do it in my sleep. I'm a master because I've studied from the best and have the experience. And when you close over two billion dollars in transaction, you're a master. Your master. Because very few people, less than one percent of people that have done real estate for twenty years are even at a billion dollars. So let known to be at two. Okay? So that's a difference in truly being at the top of your Okay, one of the greatest guys that I, in a different way, talk about mastery. One of the greatest guys that I ever heard used to love to hear call the basketball game when we had a basketball team in Seattle. I'm still a little bit bitter about that, called the Seattle Supersonics. Yeah, I'm still upset about that, but we're working through it. And hopefully one day the NBA comes to their right mind and get us our team back. All you people that play soccer around the world and, you know, my listeners around in different places in the world. Let me just tell you, we love our NBA here in Seattle and we we're still a little bit bitter and crispy that we lost our team. But anyway, one of the best guys I ever heard called the game was a guy named Kevin Calabro. And Kevin Calabro was the voice of the Sonics. And Kevin just had a unique way of calling the game. He could make it sound so interesting and so funny, but you always got the point. One of his favorite lines was, get on that magic carpet and ride. Man, you always look forward to hearing Kevin call that out. He used to call Sean Kemp the Rain Man. Here comes the Rain Man. And you followed Kevin, I mean, whether the Sonics won, lost, or a draw, to me Kevin Calabro was one of the best. He was a master really at calling. Uh, really what was a simple game that had been called for years, but he just had that special flair to it. And uh, if you ever miss, you should go back to some of the old Sonic YouTube videos and Google Kevin Calabro and you'll see what I'm talking about. Just his distinctive voice. I still got his bobblehead doll that they were giving out before the team left. Still have one of those. And uh, if you listening Kevin, thank you for all those years, man, that you uh, really made it happen here in Seattle. So, how did Kevin get to be a master? Spending years. Spending time. And when we come back, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about how do you get mastery over your job, your home, your profession, your life, and the greats in their field. Is it luck? Is it genes? Is it DNA? Is it sheer will? What is it? But we're going to deep dive in and hopefully I'll give you a couple takeaways today on mastery that can help that if you are a janitor, If you are a single mom, you're an entrepreneur, you are a student, you can gain mastery. Stay with us. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come back. We'll jump into the history of mastery, how it came to be, and what does it mean today. Stay with us. You're listening to Lewis Howard Live. We'll be right back after these messages. The Millionaire Club Charity is one of Seattle's oldest existing charities. In addition to job placement and employment services, the Millionaire Club provides job training and licensing to help workers become qualified and job-ready, from nutritious meals and sack lunches to housing assistance to stabilize their lives. Despite its name, the donors to the Millionaire Club are ordinary citizens with a desire and passion to help fellow citizens overcome the barriers of employment and housing. For more information, call 206-728-JOBS. Or go to MillionaireClub.org. Hey, thanks for joining the conversation today. It's all about mastery. Want to see how you master things. I love studying champions and great people. I love getting the backstory. You know, I used to work in Hollywood and so every script has a backstory. No script is just a script. It has a backstory. What's the backstory? Tell us the backstory. How did the person get to where they are? How are they doing what they're doing? How did Denzel Washington become Denzel Washington? Well, he was sitting in a beauty store one day and a lady was sitting there that was eighty some years old and said to him that you would speak and do great things around the world. That's his backstory. And that became true. Right. How did Apple get to be where it is? Steve Jobs started tinkering with stuff in a garage. Right. Microsoft. How did it be? What's the backstory on Microsoft? How did it get to be two guys named Bill Gates and Paul Allen snuck out in the garage and start tinkering with this thing called the computer? And now it's on every desk. It's why I can come to you and do the show the way that I'm having to do without having to be in Wisconsin, right? Or Japan where we're at, Italy. I don't have to physically be there because of technology. We can go there. These great people, mastery. So when you think about master, it's really about learning. And mastery is not just for athletes. We talk a lot about athletes and mastering the craft. It's not just for actors and actresses, but mastery is for anyone that is engaged in mastery learning. Learning for mastery is an instructional strategy, and it's an educational philosophy that was created and proposed by a gentleman named Benjamin Bloom that started talking about mastery in 1968. And mastery learning maintains that student must achieve a level of mastery, at least 90% on a test. So when you get 90% on a test, it's deemed that you have mastery over a subject. If you get 65 on the test, you haven't mastered it yet. If you get 70 on the test, you haven't mastered it yet. This is why I'm concerned when we lower the bar in our culture so everybody wins, so everybody passes. Then we're setting it up that nobody masters. We're all on the same level. Nobody really masters. But true mastery is based on this principle is 90 percent. Can you get 90 percent? Can you get 90 percent in your week? Can you master your week? Can you take 20 items that you're supposed to get done in your week and get a 90 on it? That's a question. I'm going to challenge you that. Take a list this week of what you're supposed to do. I do it every week. I haven't mastered. I get an average of 87 percent. I still am trying to get to 90, but I'm better than most. Right. My average is about 87 percent. So I take 25 tasks that I'm supposed to do. I write them down. I give a priority to them. And by Saturday night or Sunday, I review and I give myself a percentage of what I didn't get done versus what I done. I master my week. Most times, I'm master of my week. I'm master of my domain. Are you master of your domain? Or is a company, a person, a place, or a thing master of what you get done or don't get done in your week? It's a prerequisite of knowledge about moving forward to learn subsequent information, which means I need to learn upon learning and learn upon learning. I have a term called crawl, walk, run. I have to learn how to crawl, then I learn how to walk, then I learn how to run, and then when I get really cool, I learn how to soar. That's learning. That's mastery. So if a student does not achieve mastery on the test, they're given additional support and learning to review the information and then test it again. We don't graduate people that haven't shown mastery. This is a terrible thing we're doing in our culture, letting people pass when they have not achieved mastery. It's okay if you have to take the test again. It's okay if you got to do the grade again, as long as you get mastery. We don't want people to feel bad. We don't want people to feel isolated, shame, and looked down upon, and grade shamed, and school shamed, and dumb shamed. Right. I'd rather be shamed in school than shame when I'm sitting in for a job interview and I can't spell cat because they didn't test me enough. They didn't push me enough. When I grew up, you couldn't graduate unless you mastered every single grade. We really got to focus on that with the young minds. Make them master something, not just get to know it. So the cycle continues until the learner masters and then they move on to the next stage, the next grade. That, that's how our educational system is formatted, right? K through 12, and then you move to college, and then you go to you know, graduate school. You keep moving on because you've demonstrated that you can master. If you're just joining the conversation today and you're wondering why I'm rambling on about this thing called mastery, because that's really what... The subject is, is how do you master in your own life? How do you become the master of your domain, the master of your business, the master of your journey, the master of your goal? Right. Not just somebody that says they have a goal, but truly they are the master of it the master of your craft. If you are a musician, how do you become the master of being the best guitarist, the best pianist? I've got a friend that's been playing a piano at a place uh, in Bellevue, Washington, called Daniels Brawler. Shout out to Jim Washburn if you're listening. He's been playing that piano for 30 years. This guy is the master of every song written in the 80s. I swear, he could play Elton John a hundred times in his sleep, he's mastered it. He doesn't even have to look at the piano. He can sit there with his eyes closed and play those songs. And he must have sung them hundreds of times. Not a better piano player that I've ever met. This guy is a master. How do you get there? Nelson Mandela said, education is the most powerful weapon that you can use to change your world. So this form of mastery is critically to develop young minds. And I'm going to say old minds too. But what about the old minds? Can you teach an old dog new tricks? Can someone who's been around the block a few times, can they learn something new? Stay tuned with the show. We're going to show you that they actually can. Scott Gordon, uh, CEO of a company called Mastery Charter Schools, um, and we hope we're going to get him on Lewis Howard Live one of these uh, days. Gordon was a recipient of Open Winfrey's Largesse, Larg- Larg- which is a form of a gift in the form of a million dollars. President Barack Obama gave Gordon a shout out on a convention for his teachings on mastery. Gordon made his name by turning around Philadelphia Public Schools, which w- were some of the worst schools in the nation. And he did that by helping the students increase test scores Gaining and increasing the number of graduates in the school. He demonstrated mastery. This is one example of taking a school, taking students that were failing. There used to be a there was a movie uh, back in the day called Lean on Me and a principal named Joe Clark. And if you've never seen the movie, it's worth watching. And it's played by Morgan Freeman. And he plays this Joe Clark. And he takes over this school that is failing, that's in bad shape. And he's got to turn this school around. Because if he doesn't turn the school around, they're going to shut the school down. And kids are going to have to be bus, you know, 50 miles every day. So Joe Clark was really what Gordon did. What Scott Gordon did was turn around. Except Scott Gordon turned around multiple schools. And then he launched mastery charter schools so this is one area with young minds and schools that mastery is obtained you got to keep doing it until you learn it and then when you're testing on it and you can get 90% you obtain mastery we're gonna take a quick break and we come back we're gonna talk about the old dogs how about adults how about people that have failed you've been in prison you've been on addiction you've hit the bottom you've been forgotten can you obtain mastery can you get back up on your feet and accomplish something great. Stay with us. We'll be right back after these messages and a shout out to our sponsors. Home Council at TheNewHomeCouncil.com is an independent team of industry professionals working together to meet the changing needs of the new home building industry through education, promotion, and recognition. With over 900 members strong, The New Home Council is passionate about being a resource for builders and all professionals in the new home industry and their success. Become a member today and help support this great cause by going to the TheNewHomeCouncil.com to learn more. That's the TheNewHomeCouncil.com. Hey, we're back. With Lewis Howard live, thank you. If it's your first time joining, you thank you for being part of our conversation. And uh, this is our tenth year doing this show, and we have over five hundred episodes in the library. We have a hundred thousand listeners. Uh, we get over five hundred to a thousand hits every time we do the show. So thank you for supporting. And we're right now. We thank you for our new listeners in the Philippines, in Japan, in Italy. New places over there. And uh, what was a new place that I think jumped up? I think New Zealand was in there. So we, that jumped up on math. So, hey, New Zealanders are checking out Lewis Howard Live. Today we're having a discussion on mastery. I'm going to keep talking on this, and we're going to get some folks on the show that really are masters of what they do and give you some continual living examples of mastery. But one of the individuals I want to highlight now is a gentleman called Michael... Gladwell. Michael Gladwell, to me, created the pathway for adults, people like me, entrepreneurs, people that's got to learn new things. Maybe you've fallen. And here's the thing about America. America is a great place to come to, but America is a hard place if you fall. If you fall financially in America, it's really tough to get up. If you get convicted of a crime or something in America, it's hard to shake that stigma. You drop out of college and you fail in America. It's really difficult, especially for those who are born in America. I think it's somewhat easier for immigrants and foreigners and nationalists that come in because they're not attached to the same culture mindset that those that are born here is, which is we should all succeed. Right. We should all become a millionaire within 20 years. And if you're not you're a failure or if you can't, you know, lead, follow or get out of the way kind of mentality that we have developed. Uh, people outside don't necessarily buy into that. And so part of the challenge is people that are born here. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what your ethnicity is. It's a tough place if you fall. And so. To me, Michael Gladwell has given a pathway for adults. Let's find out who Michael Gladwell is if you don't know already. He's the author of five New York Times bestsellers. Uh, His big book, The Tipping Point, Blink, Outliers, What the Dog Saw, David and Goliath. He's also co founder of The Pushkin Industry and audio content company that produces podcasts. Hey, you may have seen him on a recent commercial with Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is sitting at the table and he's playing chess and he's got there. The guy that's sitting with him is Michael Gladwell. So go Google Kevin Hart's latest commercial. And the guy sitting there is actually Michael Gladwell. So he's done a lot of different things. But the biggest thing that Michael pioneered as a philosophy, he pioneered the 10,000 hour rule. And this was a game changer for entrepreneurs, young adults, uh, those even hitting retirement age without hitting their life goal. The 10,000 hour rule was a game change. It really was a slap in the face to the institutional way of thinking, which says you go to school when you're 20, you work in your 30, you get married in your 40s and you start to retire in your 60s and 70s and 80s. You're over the hill. Bye bye. Okay, and that is the routine and the systematic process of how we process individuals through in America. This concept interrupts that it disrupts that because the 10,000 hour principle holds that deliberate practice is needed to become world class in any field. When psychologists talk about deliberate practice, they mean practice in a way that pushes your skill set as much as possible. So what this says is it doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter what gender you are. It doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor. It says if you're willing to practice something and be deliberate in your intentions of it every single day and put in 10,000 hours of it, you can master it. Now, that's good news. That's good news. That should take away anyone's excuse for failure. Okay. Because now you've got another vehicle. You don't need a Harvard education. You, you don't need $10 million behind you. You need to be deliberate in your study and in your time. And as I said, with the internet it's worldwide. It's global. You can Google enough stuff that you can get a master's degree just from the internet, right? You don't need to go to the school of Arizona, Phoenix, You can get it from the Internet if you're willing to put the hours in. The question is, are you willing? That's more of the question, I think, than anything else. Are you willing to put the time in? Are you willing to make the sacrifice to put these 10,000 hours in to make your life improve and push yourself to the highest level according to Oprah Winfrey, who's a big fan of Malcolm Gladwell says Winfrey says that our biggest frustration with young people today is that they think success is supposed to happen instantly. They think that there's no process to it. They think you just push a button and you heat it and eat it and that's it. They think that you just set up an Instagram and next day you should have a million followers. You should instantly be monetized there. A, A young singer thinks, all I need to do is make the track, and it should become gold. There's no process to it, but everything has a process. Oprah says, hey, they don't think there's a process. They think they're supposed to come out of college and have their brand built and make money, have their careers done, and nothing needs to take time to develop. So, and I would say adults suffer the same kind of entitlement mentality, and What they do is with adults is they just simply quit trying, blame it on somebody else, give up or don't give enough time to it. I didn't master real estate by doing it part time. I did it every day. I did it through two wars and four recessions. There were times I wanted to go work at McDonald's. People at McDonald's were making more money than I was making at some points in real estate. But I stayed with it. I hung in there. I didn't turn tail and run. I held my ground and I kept studying and I kept learning and I kept changing and I kept growing. That's why I'm the master. That's why I'm one of the best minds in real estate because I've mastered. I got new areas. I'm trying to master how to be the best podcaster in the world. Got to keep doing shows. Got to work out this technical glitch and this thing and and take on new relationships so you can be the best. I'm doing it with intention and I'm doing it with purpose. If you would take some of the time that you're playing video games and you're binge watching and you are stuffing your face, you might be able to transfer some of that time into mastery, right? So it's a matter of what is your priority? What's important? And what I don't want to hear is you don't try anything and you blame the system You blame race, you blame your gender, you blame your city, you blame your state, you blame your president, you blame political parties, you blame everybody except yourself because you did not put the time into it. I just interviewed someone yesterday for a job and it became clear to me 10 minutes into this interview that this person had not even put the time in to prepare for this interview. They came in with an assumption, and I don't know what that was, but 10 minutes into it, I realized this person is not even prepared for this interview. This person doesn't even know what our organization's mission is, and the person was a part of the mission. Now, think about that for a minute. That person was a part of the mission, living in our program, and said, I don't even know what your mission is. That's a problem. You're not going to get mastery over the fact you are not gonna get a job, not with me, not with that kind of mindset. Or approach so put time into it I have a rule that says if I'm given an eight hour presentation I'm gonna invest eight I mean a hour presentation I'm gonna invest eight hours of practice and preparation time into it so that I can come in and when I sit down and I'm gonna demonstrate mastery hey if you join us today we're talking about how do you master how does an everyday ordinary lunch pail blue-collar union guy gain mastery How does a how does a woman that's working in in beauty shop, whatever, nails, salons, whatever you're doing, gain mastery over something? Ten thousand hours. Ten thousand hours. Right. So this theory says if you got to apply yourself diligent to your task, you can master anything you put your mind to. This is good news, like I said, for the fallen and forgotten people in our world. And there are many people who are fallen and forgotten. They're not winning. They're not gaining. Uh, don't be fooled by social media posts and the Instagram posts. They're not winning. Okay, they're not. The numbers say that they're not winning. You want me to give you a couple? The numbers say that 70.9%, 79% of people are in debt up to their eyeballs. Only 20% people live financially independent. Somebody's faking. 50% of all marriages are ending in divorce. They're not all happy no matter what they post on Facebook. That's real. Those are real numbers. I didn't make those up. Okay? of people do not reach their dreams. They don't reach their goals. They don't. 20% of those. You do the numbers. Those are real numbers. There's not something that Lewis Howard made up just to entertain you. I'm telling you, those are real numbers. So there are people that are not making it. They need another outlet. This pandemic is doing a number on people's minds. Because if you're already struggling before the pandemic, the pandemic is not helping accelerate your trajectory to a higher level. So, you have to know, I need some other tools. If you stay at home and you got extra time at home, wherever you are listening to me in the world, and you're still on that order, use this time to begin to study. I wrote a book during a pandemic, right? I put time, I just wrote that book during this pandemic. Over the last six months, I put that book together. And it'll be published this year during the pandemic. I put the hours in to master the completion of that task doesn't have to be a life, it can just be a task. You can master the task, all right? So just some takeaways as we wrap up today on this conversation on mastery. Number one, find something that you're passionate about that you would work for free. If you can find something that you do for free, that's your passion, you are going to put the time into that. You're, you're going to gain mastery over that, right? I like to cook, I, I do it for free. That's how much I enjoy it free. I'm probably going to charge you, If you ask me to do it, but I do it for free. I do because it's just something I enjoy. Okay. Number two is get around people who already have a level of success that you want to accomplish. If you want to be a great tennis player, then you got to be around other great tennis players. If you want to be a good cook, you got to be around other good chefs. If you want to great be a great musician songwriter, you got to be around great songwriters. Right. You can't be around people to just sleeping in every day, not working, watching video games and think somehow that's going to, you know, transfer to you and you're going to become great. No, you got to hang around people so you can see things, you can observe things, you can glean things. Some things are taught, some things are caught. You got to be around. My favorite saying is must be present to win. What are you present with that you want to gain mastery? Get around people. I don't care. Bug them. You know, I used to have to bug multimillionaires and billionaires to sit down with them. They were busy, but I'd find a way to get into their bubble, get into their court so that I could sit there, even if it was 15 minutes, 30 minutes an hour, so I could learn some things. I had my mental pencil and paper out. I had my ear hustle on whenever possible because I want to constantly keep learning. Stay at it. Whatever it is, no matter how long, no matter what other people say, no matter how tough it gets. Right. Success does not feel good all the time. I can't imagine an NFL player feels good about practice all the time, putting on the pads, getting hit, reading that playbook, uh, running those drills. Can't think that they feel good about that all the time, but they stay at it. So when Sunday comes they're at their best because they didn't give up. They didn't throw in the towel. They didn't quit the team. They stayed in there. And that's why our Seahawks are 5-0 as I'm doing this show. Yep, get you some of that. All right. So and lastly, find a great story. Find a great story of someone who achieved mastery in an area you want to achieve mastery over. Study their lives. Learn for them and let them be the example of mastery. I believe there's somebody that's tuned in to the show today and you're thinking about that. I want to be a master, but I don't know how. Begin with one of those things. And I believe that'll take you to the steps. You'll crawl first, walk, run, and then you can soar. Thanks for joining us again. Tell a friend, sharing is caring. Hit him up. Tell them you got to get from. You got a one thing that they can learn and do. I think we know somebody. Everybody knows somebody's trying to master something. Knitting, cooking, writing, coloring, whatever it is. We all know somebody that could use a little bit of a leg up in that regard. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on another edition of Lewis Howard Live. Stay with us. Have a great week. We'll talk to you later.